What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Pace the Nation, broadcasting from Studio 1A here in Clarendon in Arlington, Virginia. I'm your host, Chris Farley. Alongside me, as always, is Joanna E. Russo. Joanna, what's up? Chris, it's good to have you back. I am back in studio. Thrilled to be back. Also with me, with us today, is William E. Docs. Docs, what's up? Hey, friends. I'm back in studio. It feels good to be back. Sorry I was on the phone last last week. Didn't feel right. Glad you guys soldiered on and did you're a not, great show. You're not much for uh, change either. No. You, you like routine. No, I enjoyed the vacation, but I am glad to be back. Glad to be back in the comfy confines of the studio here in Clarendon. Uh, back on the show with you guys. An exciting show to, to get to here as well. We have uh, a couple of guests we want to get to. Chris Jeddon, who's uh, been tweeting us and a, a loyal listener of the show. We're going to ask him about his favorite race that goes up the Pikes Peak. And what's the what's Pikes Peak? Is the, the, the it's mountain, a mountain is in that, Colorado. So it's a mountain in Colorado, the race that happens in August. I probably should know that. Everybody knows I'm geographically challenged. Uh we also have Sandwich Todd joining us. We're going to get an update on his training. Uh, Joanna's got a running story for running story for us, so we'll talk about that. Uh, we're going to have a remote broadcast this weekend, guys. Unfortunately, Docs is going to be out of town for that, uh, but it's at the grand opening of the 14th Street Pacers Running Store. So we'll talk a little bit about that. We've got Twitter and we've got the Clarendon update. So a lot to get into on today's show. Uh, but I thought you guys did an awesome job last week. Uh, Kathy's interview was uh, very entertaining. Yeah, you didn't hear it until you heard it until you heard it on the show. I know. Huh? So I I, ha- I heard it uh, before it went out to the world on um, on Monday, and yeah, I thought it was was very entertaining. I heard some stories that I knew, maybe some stories that I didn't know, but uh, I think think you guys did a great job and. You know, enjoyed the enjoyed the enjoyed the interview. So well done. Thank you. Not you know, I was I was a little worried about my my job. You're you're doing such a good job of interviewing. You're like, you know, I I, I fancy myself a I, maybe I think you've told me on the show a, a Walter Cronkite. Is that who you've used? As no, the, I call you Barbara Walters. <laughs> Barbara Walters. <laughs> you're close with the Walter part. But uh, yeah, you did a you did a, a good Barbara Walters imitation and interviewed and got some good stuff out of Kathy. Uh, as did Joanna. So, um, did you guys enjoy not having me on the show? A lot, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. didn't didn't you hear about the atmosphere yeah. around here? Yeah, the drinks were flowing. Yeah, <laughs> and there was plenty of snacks. Plenty of snacks. Too, too many snacks. I had to run like double down like the next couple of days. Well, I did bring uh, some uh, peanut butter buttercup trail mix today. I, I also I also brought some uh, pears. So I did, I did, I mean, let's acknowledge that I did bring some snacks here today, guys. Come on, give me some props. Yeah, but that's like, that's like me trying to get acknowledgement for getting out of bed in the morning. You know, <laughs> I mean, this is what's expected from you. All right. We'll give you props when you do something that's not expected. Well, what kind of snacks did Kathy bring? Uh, taffy. Popcorn. And she brought a single serving popcorn, which Joanna ate the whole thing. Oh, wow. And uh, almonds. Almonds, yeah. So it was not as healthy as my uh, 
choices that I brought in today. Peanut butter cups. Well, okay, peanut butter cups, not great. Which There are some it, raisins in which there, Which, if anybody wants to, all the raisins are clumped together. They, they look like prunes. Yeah. Uh, and if anybody wants to know how the peanut butter uh, cup trail mix behind the scenes story is, yeah. uh, Joanna just digs through the thing and eats all the peanut butter cups. Cups. Yeah. <laughs> I have only had one so far. Am I wrong? No, that's normally what I do. Oh, no, but. <laughs> all right, well... So the show was good last week. Happy to be back this week. Uh, Docs, we um, are now up on Stitcher. Can you give us a quick update oh, on that? Well, we've we've confirmed that we're on Stitcher. Okay. Um, I applied for Stitcher a long time ago, but I didn't have a way to check to see if it was there. And finally, we I talked to a buddy of mine who has an Android and asked him to check on it, and, and he confirmed that... He can listen to the show on on Stitcher or that through Stitcher, so we are there. Yeah. All right, we'll tweet that out this week, uh, and you can all, all, always uh, tweet us, give us feedback, ask us questions. It's at Pace the Nation on Twitter, uh, so we will tweet that out for all you non Apple users. Let's say like this: This is old news that we're going to be broadcasting, right? Uh, because I think we've been on Stitcher for quite a long time now. They just never confirmed to me. Okay. But it's good that we have a confirmation now. So we are on Stitcher. We have been on Stitcher. So if you've been looking for another way to, to uh, download the product, uh, that is there for you and has been. Joanna, you had a uh, running story for us. I'm curious. You didn't even prep us uh, with what it is, but um, well, there's no, what is this there's interesting no, running story that you have for us? No weapons in this one. All right. Okay. No weapons in this one. But... Um, so on Monday, this is actually the second time that this has happened to me. Um, the first time was actually not in my neighborhood, but this happened on Monday and I was a little worked up about it. So I thought I'd save it for the podcast. Okay. <laughs> um, so on Monday morning, I was going out for my run a little later than I usually do. So about like 7.30 ish and I'm not even half a mile from my house and I'm jogging up the sidewalk and there was two teenage boys walking on the other side of the sidewalk um, okay. So we're on the same side of the road, but like opposite side of the sidewalk. And as I run by, one of them whistles and then reaches out and grabs my butt. Wow. What? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, so teenage boys in the neighborhood reaching out and grab your butt while you're on a run. Mm-hmm. The whistling, the whistling part doesn't sound like anything abnormal. Yeah, but the 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 assault part of it, the assault, yeah, the yeah, the assault sounds like yeah. it's crossed that's, the line. That's yeah. that's not not good. So no weapons involved, but um, I mean the hand, still, I guess, was a the weapon. Hand is a weapon. Yeah, yeah, I mean it's still illegal. Um, still an illegal gesture here. Wow. Well, I, actually, it's only assault if it's if it's defined by the recipient as a unwanted. True. So, so we have to ask Joanna, how did you feel about this approach by the teenage boys? Um, well, I didn't like it. Right. Okay, it, was, so sound it, was like it was. It was sound like it was unwanted. Okay. What did you like, yeah, What did you do after that? Well, so the first time that this happened to me was probably, I guess, maybe like five years ago, and I was running at my normal time, like four forty-five, and I used to live close to the mall, so I was running down to the mall. And the same thing happened to me. Different person. I was um, going to ask, were they were they junior high kids at the time? <laughs> no, same boys. This was an adult, and it was dark outside. And I ran past. Same thing happened. Although he didn't whistle, he just grabbed my butt. And I, there's nobody else in the sidewalk, and there wasn't really any cars in the road, so I wasn't I wasn't really interested in getting into a confrontation. Then mm-hmm. I was also like a lot younger, and I was just kind of like, oh, whatever. Like people do that, I guess. Um, but this time, you know, I'm older. I'm more jaded. 
So I was just like <laughs> a little bit more worked up. Yeah. Um. So I actually stopped and I berated him for for Good. yeah. And I said that he it, he can't ever touch a woman unless she says that it's okay. Um. And I think that he was just really surprised that I would have stopped and said anything. <laughs> I'm not surprised and, he would have stopped. And, but, and yeah. so he seemed surprised. And, he seemed and then, surprised. And then what? And then he was basically just like he like mumbled an apology, and his friend was totally making fun of him. So he was receptive to the. Oh yeah, the, I mean he yeah. was he was like a just like a youth. Like if it'd been like some kind of a crazy person, I probably wouldn't have said anything because it's mm-hmm. like not worth it to get into something with like a person who's obviously crazy. But I just um I don't know. Now that I'm like older, I guess I feel like I need to tell people how it is it, yeah well i would the, the only thing i would say and i would say good for you for saying something to him but the only thing i'll say to our listeners is you don't have to be older to stand up for yourself or <laughs> right, other women right, exactly. so if we have young younger women who are listening uh stand up for yourself as well or men or men yeah. and and but I, that's I, that, that's why i went back to is it invited <laughs> or not right uh obviously in this situation not invited but i you know we're not gonna make we don't want to make light of the situation it is an issue and there's been many stories and you'll hear probably a couple few a year here in the the Arlington Alexandria DC you know area where there'll be someone will be running on on a trail and there'll be some sort of uh, assault happen or even you know even worse than that on the trail and uh, those are things that are awful to hear um, so we've always recommended to you know make sure you're you're running at uh, a time that it's well lit seven thirty in the morning obviously well lit uh, areas where there are other people around it sounds like you're in an area where there was you know probably other people around that if you had something really go wrong you know you would be able to notify or alert somebody else or just get that guy with the machete to help <laughs> or me or find him as right. well yeah. Um, but good, good training partner. But you know, you you definitely want to take the appropriate precautions. I you know I I, I do um, feel like in this area, there's places that you can find to run that are pretty safe, all times of the day and and night. Quite honestly, but, yeah, uh, I n- I almost never feel unsafe. Yeah. Um, and I think I hate to say this, but being a woman, I do think that there's an extra level of thinking that goes into the routes that I choose because I'm not a guy. And I think that as a woman, you have to think that that is this. Are there going to be people around? Is this going to be a safe place for me to run as a woman alone? Yeah, and you definitely need to consider that. Um, I'm looking cr- right now at uh, this this website called run safer and the the stats that Todd Williams who is the who is the head of run safer says is that an assault occurs at least every uh, once every two minutes in the US so whether you're a runner an avid athlete or just enjoy a walk in the park it's valuable to learn safety tips and ways to escape uh, dangerous situations so I would agree with that Uh, I think they kind of teach on this run safer site they teach uh kind of self-defense techniques and you know i, I don't necessarily think that everybody needs to be able to ha- be be a black belt and jujitsu or anything like that but it is good to kind of think about that before you go on a run especially in you know an area that you're not familiar with and those uh, well, the, something like that the preparation is as joanna was saying was was before you go on a run thinking about the route and and thinking is this a safe route but even the the safest route that you pick, you you can always come into trouble. So it's also knowing, being prepared ahead of time, yep. 
what are some of the techniques that you can do to, to protect yourself in the moment, and then also what you should do immediately after you've after you've gone to safety. I mean, the first thing is to to try to get yourself into a, a safe spot if something happens, right? Or yep. get yourself to safety. But then, what do you do to follow up? Uh, yell at the guy. Was, was, well, was I mean, in, 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 this in, in this case, yeah. in this case, yeah. uh, Joanna was in a situation where that was the appropriate response. Yeah. But in some cases, y- you could be in a situation where the salt could be uh, more dangerous to yourself. No doubt. And you know, maybe you need to notify an authority. Uh, maybe you know, you need to get somebody else to help you. Uh, these kind of things, and and knowing what to do ahead of time is a good idea. This took a really serious turn. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> and I think that this is all good advice, but I didn't want to like bring anyone down by telling this no. story. Not no. trying to be a downer. Just yeah. no, she to really say. didn't prep us with this. I just thought yeah. uh, it was a good time that we could bring up, uh, you know, public service announcement. You know, that's yeah. right. That's why we do this. No Thir- Thirteen episodes of jokes, and then one episode <laughs> right, with a right. public service announcement. <laughs> One episode serious. Um, so, Joanna, how are you feeling about it a- after today? Um, I mean, I'm not as worked up as I was on Monday. Uh, I don't. I mean, I, there's plenty of people that yell at you when you're a runner. Anyway, I know that like most of our listeners have had somebody yell something at them when they were running. Um, and I know that for me on my, one of my old normal routes through Georgetown, there used to be this guy that looked like Santa Claus that would stand. Um, at the bus station that's at like 33rd and M and like every morning when I would run by he'd go it's not gonna help um, like you know the act of me running was not gonna help and then he'd be like you're gonna get fat anyway that's <laughs> what he said I wonder if it was the guy from FIFA who <laughs> Seth Blatter <laughs> no 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 the the Chuck Blazer oh. is the guy who blew the whistle on FIFA and he looks like Santa Claus Oh yeah, and uh, he has an apartment in Trump Tower for his for his cats. So probably, just for the cats, probably yeah. wasn't probably wasn't him, but maybe a guy that looks like him. Maybe I mean, but if if Chuck Blazer was in D.C. to help the uh, DOJ, Pup Chuck Blazer, no, probably how many of our everybody know knows who Chuck, Chuck Blazer is. is. He was on the news. All right, I knew the cat story, but I didn't know it was Chuck Blazer. Yeah, so Chuck Blazer is embezzling money from FIFA. Right. And Kathy Dalby's embezzling money from Pacers. She's not. She's not. Uh, well, we're just not. looking for a transition to get from... <laughs> well, it's funny It's funny that you bring up Kathy. Yeah, I was just no. trying to transition from Chuck Blazer to Kathy, and that was the only connection I could I come failed to mention. I failed to mention at the, the opener of the show that she believes that the podcast is too long. She needs to run longer. <laughs> she goes for her run, uh, and she goes for 30-minute runs, it sounds like, so... Uh-huh. Uh, so she thinks maybe 30 minutes is long enough for the show. Why does she have to finish the show on one run? Yeah, that's what I think. If, if I it's think an hour-long show, then she can run twice in the week, two 30-minute yeah. two runs. Exactly. So tweet us at Pace the Nation. Is the show too long? Or or would you like it to be longer? Or would you like it to be longer? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, uh, we, uh, we could take two hours of, of everybody's time every week. Well, I don't want to commit it, all of us to that. Let's... Uh, Let's make sure that they think that the hour is appropriate. Let us know at Pace the Nation. Is the show too long? I mean, I think it's, but I'm a little biased. And and I would say uh, um, I'm willing to quit my full time job and <laughs> and make this like a, a live cast. Well, we could we could do that. <laughs> we could do that. Would you like that? Tweet us at Pace the Nation. Yeah. Let us know. Should Docs quit? But if his I if I job? quit my full time job, I will rely. A lot more on the snacks. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. We have a couple guests on tap for today, guys. So after the break, we welcome in Chris Jettin. 
What if he gave us a fake number? All right, now we're happy to be joined by Chris Jeddon. He's calling us, uh, Docs and Joanna, from San Francisco. He's an avid listen listener to the show, uh, and he's tweeted us a while back, and we got a couple things we want to ask him. Chris, thanks for joining us. Hi, nice to be here. Chris, are you inspired by uh, Joanna using all of her vacation time to talk on the <laughs> podcast? Is that is that what prompted this call on your vacation? Yeah, you know, I, I caught up on some of the podcasts on the plane, and people seem to be going to New Jersey a lot, and I thought I'd go West Coast <laughs> right. and ba- bounce it out a little bit. Yeah, what's going on in San Fran? What are you out there for? Uh, just uh, vacation with my wife. We're going to do San Francisco up to Vancouver. Oh, cool. Taking a road trip. So we don't know Chris. We know him just through Twitter here. So I believe he lives in, and don't say anything, Chris. All right. I believe he lives in the D.C. area. Is that what you're understanding, Docs? I believe that's true. Yeah. I mean, we know him and Joanna. Is that what you're you're thinking, too? That'd be my guess. I mean, yeah. this is Pace the Nation, so it could be anywhere throughout the nation, right? I live in Southwest D.C. And I Southwest D.C. Okay. So Southwest. Southwest D.C. I didn't know how far our reach was. I mean, we know you from <laughs> uh, tweeting us about the Pikes Peak run, of course, and that was one of the things that we wanted to ask you about. Uh, but, you know, he could have been we, – we never really knew whether he was from D.C. or not. Uh, are, do you – do you uh, and this is from a, from Twitter? I think we knew that we could tell. Okay, yeah. all right. Well, well, <laughs> Southwest DC is um, a rare quadrant to have. A is pr- it? Yeah. So she's our DC expert, Chris. What? Why is it rare, uh, Joanna? Well, I'm, Northwest is is the biggest. I feel like there's the most people that live in Northwest. Yeah. Northeast is really popular now. Southeast is pretty big, but Southwest is not really that small. And it's just if you're playing quadrant bingo. You don't meet somebody from Southwest, or you don't live in Southwest as often as you meet people from the other quadrants. All right, all right. Am I right, Chris? Do you Wait, agree? Yeah. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. We were we were by the metro at Waterfront, and some guys were walking out of a restaurant, and the guy's like, "All right, I'm going to go back into the city." I'm like, "Hey, man, you live you're in the city." <laughs> <laughs> all right. Don't say anything again, Chris. Joanna, where do you think his go-to run is? Okay. Well, now that we know that he is. From Southwest, He's, I would say. He travels to San Fran with his wife on uh, vacation, too. I don't know how that would help you. Yeah, but. I, I don't think it does. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm still going to say probably uh, either the mall or the Anacostia waterfront. All right, don't be nice if that's not where it is. Uh, Can I guess? Chris. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. You're not as much of a de- resident DC uh, expert, but go ahead. I, I would say he runs to the National Cathedral. Okay. Chris, where do you run most? Uh, I do my easy days in the mall, and I do the Anacostia waterfront trip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Well Pretty done. Heavily. Well done, Joanna. All right. Well, Chris, we appreciate you listening uh, and appreciate you tweeting the show. Chris, what are, what are you training for now? I'm looking at uh, the Milwaukee Running Festival. It's the first year um, that they're doing it. I'm from, I went to school in Milwaukee, so my friend of a friend is, is organizing the race. So I'm uh, going to go back there and run that in November. And the running festival is what what distance? Uh, it's a marathon. Marathon. Okay, right on. Cool, Do man. they have other races too, or is it just a marathon? I think it's like a 5K, 10K, half, and full, the whole weekend. Nice. How many How many marathons? Is this your first one, or have you run marathons before? I have done three, and two of them have been the rock and roll in D.C. Cool. All right on. Well, Chris first engaged with the show when he tweeted us about his experience um, at Pikes Peak. And we are all sort of curious, and we had a number of questions. Uh, Joanna wanted to know how much beer there was at the top, amongst many other things. So 
How many times have you done that Pikes Peak race, Chris? Only once. Only once, okay. And what, what drew you to that race? Um, I haven't here. My buddy has been running trails for a while, and I kind of started running with him again. And I guess I tried to just find the hardest race I could find, thinking that anything after that would be easy. <laughs> so he was, tw- was that right? Yeah, it was pretty tough, yeah. And- I read a, there's a guy named Matt Carpenter. He's kind of like the Pikes Peak legend. He has all the, all the records out there, and I found a New York Times article that kind of, motivated me to to want to focus like he did and mm-hmm. try and get up to that top of that mountain and and you tweeted us because we asked on the show uh, an inspirational race or the craziest race uh, or the favorite race i think we have what's the most unique race most unique race yeah. right uh and i think this uh classifies as all those things so we wanted you to kind of explain the whole uh, you know the whole experience to us. So take us from uh, the start to when you finally uh, get to the peak of, uh, of of the mountain. Yeah, it starts down in uh, Manitou Springs, which is a city right at the base of the mountain, at like sixty uh, seven thousand feet, I think, or mm-hmm. feet. And you run up Main Street, and you run up to the mountain, and then there's something called the Bar Trail, and it's it's straight up. It's like an average of eleven or twelve percent grade all the way up. Ooh with spots that are like 15%, and then you know, there's a little bit of like up and down about halfway through. Yeah, how, how wide are the trails? You're t- is it trails you're running on? Is it wide trails? Yeah, is it, it is, like single track? It's a single track trail on there, and at some points, you know, you're, it's like a line of people almost walking hunched over, mm-hmm. hands on their knees, and then at other points, it's like switchbacks up above the last three miles. Wow. Is there an advantage to get going out fast then? Um, they mentioned that in like the registration, like you should do it, but you shouldn't do it to the point that you're going to be the person that you're trying to avoid. You know, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Is so that the, is that tough to gauge though? Yeah, I mean, I the one of the steepest hills is right at the base. Once you get out of town, I had to, I started walking up that. I'm like, it's going to be a long race. <laughs> and that and was pretty over pretty early on. Yeah, and I pulled over and was stretching already. You know, to get my calves ready. So it was uh, it was intense. Wait, can you remind me how, what's the distance of this race? Uh, it's 13.3 up. 13.3, okay. They have like a, a full on Saturday and I think the half on Sunday or maybe vice versa. So I only ran up. I didn't run down. So the full is coming back down? Yeah. So, yeah, wow. I, that was one of my questions. Once you get to the top, then right. what do you do? How, how do you get back down? They had, let's see, my wife and my friend were out there, so they drove up almost to the top, and then there's like a shuttle bus that would take them up to the peak and then would bring everybody back down to that parking lot. And they also had shuttle buses that went all the way down the mountain to get back to Manitou. So so you had a, a support team out there. Were, were they just at the start and the finish, or was there any possible chance for, for spectators? Uh, no, there's no spectators, but there were aid stations. And uh, some of the aid stations... They're kind of so remote that people hiked in the day before and camped out the whole weekend. Wow. Wow. Um, so, so did you took one of the buses down then, right? I took a bus down to the parking lot like a mile, and then we drove down the mountain. There oh, and then drove down. Up. Okay. So could you bring your beer on the shuttle bus? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the funny thing, why I tweeted uh, back to you guys, was that they did have beer. I remember you guys were doing like a rapid-fire question on the right. podcast, and I'm like... 
funny you mentioned that somebody was handing out PBRs at like mile twelve. Oh, PBR. <laughs> I'm currently paying Joanna off uh, the bet that we had. I'm reaching <laughs> in my wallet. She was right. Man, PBR is at the top. That's pretty cool. No, at the, I, I at the twelve mile mark, he said. Oh, twelve mile. Okay. <laughs> I was too busy pulling my wallet out. Go ahead, Chris. They were. You know, people were coming by, and some guy was drinking, and I passed on it. And then, as you come up around the next switchback, there's a guy sitting there throwing up with his like crushed PBR. <laughs> I was like, he should have waited. Should have waited the top, dude. Yeah, I, I would imagine the beer and the altitude, and just running twelve miles having, uphill, having another yeah. mile to go. Yeah, and having another mile to go. Uh, yeah, the last the last three miles is above the tree line. You know. Oh, man. It looks like uh, Mars up there. It's all rocks and sand. And the last three miles, it's like the fastest guy, like 45 minutes. And it took me like like an hour and 10 minutes to get up the last three miles. Oh, my God. Wow. Now, I'm looking at the, the website. They're calling it they're calling it America's Ultimate Challenge. It looks awesome. I mean, from the pictures, uh looks pretty cool. Would you uh, agree that it was this incredible challenge? Maybe America's ultimate challenge. <laughs> yeah, North America's ultimate challenge. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> that's that's uh, awesome. Like the only negative thing I can think of was that they started in waves, and I kind of got put back in the slower wave. And you're gracing with people who are maybe in their 60s sometimes, you know, at like the back of a marathon pack, and it's single track, so you can't really pass anybody, and you're kind of stuck walking behind people if you if you're uh, not in the right area. So this sounds like an opportunity for you to go back then and then better your time starting in another wave, right? Yeah, I guess I could always go back there and and give it another shot. He doesn't sound very enthusiastic (laughs) about going back back there, uh, which I don't don't blame you. Is it a different experience running up the mountain like that as part of a race versus hiking that? Because I imagine you you said the last three miles would be above the tree line. I I could imagine that that being uh, pretty beautiful. Uh, something that you'd want to see, like sightseeing, but I, I don't know what it would be like if you had just uh, tortured yourself for, for 10 miles prior to getting up there. Yeah, I guess you do have, you have plenty of time to look around and, and, and take in sights because you're, you're going kind of slow. You know, it took me three, like three and a half hours to run this thing. So you, you three, might turn your head. 3.34.05, I'm looking at your official result. <laughs> Pretty good, yeah. man. Yeah, 3.34.05. So... I think, yeah, hiking would be nice, but it's also kind of fun just to push yourself and get, there's people around there that are cheering that last three miles and they're in and out beer. <laughs> right, right. That's pretty cool. Hey, Chris, um, is it mostly men that run this or do you feel like there's an equal breakdown of men and women? Because in a traditional road race, nowadays there's actually more women that sign up for races than men, but I'm curious about this particular race because it's so difficult. Um, I would say it's uh, a, a typical, typical race mix. Nice. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, lots of men and women. You know, the cutoff, I think, is five hours and 45 minutes to qualify. So I think that doesn't really exclude a large number of women at all. I'm I'm um, on the on the on the website here and I'm doing something that we never do, which is check facts on this show. Uh, but there are actually, there's actually, with me. yeah, we're sorry, we're sorry with you. Yeah. I, I called it your timeout specifically, which, you know, uh, was the first thing, but yeah, there are actually, uh, 500 women who finish and a thousand men. So it's 1500 people, but it is a good amount of women, but there are predominantly, uh, you know, two to one okay. men there. So, um, 
but that, the, that is but interesting. But to be fair, like ha, like like we really thought that he he sat at like mile six and pulled the crowd or something. <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't expect him to know that. Uh, you, you mentioned that the temperature change was pretty significant. Yeah, it was warm. It was a warm uh, season out there. I guess a warm summer. It's like seventy five at six or seven in the morning. And it's in August. It's uh, like the middle of August, right? Yeah, it was in the 90s when we got back down after the race. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, you're going, you're going up. It's gradual. And then once you get above the tree line, that last three miles, you know, it's pretty chilly. Like what, how, 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 what, what kind of temperature would you say? There were snow flurries on the top. So, I mean, it's, wow. in the 30s or 40s, you know, it's pretty windy. I think, you know, they always said, like in 2005, they had six inches of snow on race day morning on the, on the top. That's wow! That's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that it's sounds like a to get you off pretty fast. Right, get to the top because right. the storm moves in. That that sounds like a, a an awesome uh, experience, and maybe not maybe maybe not repeatable, but uh, right. definitely something that that would be a good memory. Yeah, some you know bucket list thing for for people listening to the show sounds awesome, and I, we appreciate you recapping for us. Yeah. So if if we change gears real quick, I I saw on your your Twitter feed you. You traveled yesterday uh, to, well, now we know to California, but, San Fran. Yep. But you were you had a delay in at Dulles Airport, and you wanted to get your eleven mile run in. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was gonna. I was like, hey, I got this time. Dulles is like it's like a three quarter mile long terminal there, you know, and there's straight straight shot. But you you were convinced not to do it. Well, I, yeah, I was with my wife, and she, I was like, yeah, I think I can get my mile my mile in now. And she looked at me, and she was like, have you ever seen anybody running in an airport? <laughs> it's, it's too bad that this came up uh, today and not before today, because, uh, Farley, have you ever run uh, in an airport? I actually have. So, <laughs> you know, I wish I was there to convince your wife that it wasn't weird. Um, <laughs> well, I don't know if you could have done that. You yeah. could have convinced her that somebody so, else had done So it. explain this to me. So you, you had how much time? I had about... Uh, two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. Okay, and uh, there was a three quarters of a of a mile stretch inside that you could that you could run that it looked like. I mean, yeah, you were going to run from gate. You were going to be dodging people though, right? No, it wasn't that busy at all. Really? So it wasn't eight, that busy. Eight, wow. Eight, eight in the morning, straight shot, running past like Auntie Anne's pretzels, maybe Chipotle yeah. or whatever. <laughs> you know, getting. Well, Mrs. Jetton, um, that is not weird. I'm sorry that you didn't think that was a good idea because I think that's a great idea. I actually have done it in the past where I did a couple laps like that, but it got a little busy. So then I uh, grabbed my ID and just went uh, outside and ran around. And and if any, you know, if anybody's tried to run in an airport before, uh, it's it's not the best spot generally whatever airport you're in across the country but i did run outside and ran through some parking lots and around a parking lot over and over and over again and i got it was uh i got in 10 miles it was one one of the years i was trying to run 10 miles but uh yeah yeah, it was it was better my flight was delayed it was better than not running at all so i thought about the parking lot thing but then you know if i didn't get back to security and then i had to (laughs) going back through security is the difficult thing because you're sweaty you just have yeah. your ID, um, you and, and and your and your ticket. You got to bring your ticket I, too. 
I also thought about maybe going like to the moving walkway and maybe have like a maintenance guy turn it up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> now that <laughs> is genius. That is genius. Farley, you said that the the tough part was was going through security all sweaty. That was tougher than sitting down in a seat next to a complete stranger yeah, all sweaty. Well, you know, I did put on I I changed my clothes. Uh, but I, you know, obviously didn't shower, went into the bathroom and splashed some water on your face and you were good. But, but what runner hasn't done that before, you know? Um, so, right. uh, yeah, uh, that's too bad that you didn't get, get the run in. So but, next time but on the plus, know. on the plus side, you, you have our permission. You could just play this exactly. sound clip on the way back. Uh, you're free to get your 10 miles in at, at SFO. Exactly. All right, yeah, it's kind of like you guys talking about, well, you, you go to a doctor who's a runner, he'll probably tell you to get him running. <laughs> exactly. My wife's not really a runner, so it's just kind of like, you're, you're going to make me look crazy. Well, all right, Chris. Well, we appreciate you, you, you joining us. Uh, enjoy the rest of the trip uh, in San Fran, and we also really appreciate you listening to the show and spread the good word about us, all right? I will. Thanks for having me on. All right, Thanks, buddy. Chris. There goes Chris Jeddin. And we will be right back after this quick break. Of course, guys, this podcast is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with five area locations. Pacers Running is for every run. Is that accurate? Five area locations? Well. It depends on which area you're in. Yeah, exactly. Like Chris Jetton's lit, uh, out on vacation in San Francisco right now. Are there five Pacers locations where he's listening? My brother and my dad are in New Jersey and Maine. They only have one With area five location. five D.C. area locations, <laughs> Pacers Running is for every run. All right, we'll send this copy back to our madman for an edit then. Next up, we have uh, Sandwich Todd for an update on his training. And now we're happy to be joined by a former guest of the show making a second appearance. It's Sandwich Todd. Todd, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going, guys? Going great. Is Todd our first two-time guest? Good question, Docs. Joanna, Joanna wow. keeps all the records. Yes, he is. All right. That, that, that is some privilege that uh, I'm now on the podcast twice, but when Chris spoke to me, he said, hey, are you available to, to speak via the phone tomorrow for 10 minutes? Yep. And I said, yeah, that sounds wonderful, except now I'm being relegated to 10 minutes. Before I was you know, in Studio 1A for 30 yeah. Now I'm on the phone for ten. I mean, what's next? I'm going to send in uh, uh, a piece of mail, Peter Russo style. Yeah, well, <laughs> maybe, or maybe just tweet your updates. I, I mean, I don't if know. you if you did if you did send a letter in, uh, Peter Russo style with the stamp and all, it, it definitely would earn a spot on the show. That's true. That might get you more time. Yeah. Well, well, t- Peter Russo and I are actually homeboys now. I know. Uh, I'm, on, I'm, on the uh, on the on the Twitter sphere, uh, you're going to have to explain to him what homeboys his, means. His favorite meatloaf song. I saw you guys talking it's, it's, about I, meatloaf. Are are you guys buddies, or or, or is there a uh, a brewing feud? Because I saw a, a tweet where you said where you were offended that that uh, he didn't single you out. Um, well, I love I love Peter Russo. 
and not the and not the character in um and the the House of Cards House of Cards the Frank Underwood show yes no not that one yeah you know it and 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 do you know what's funny about that is that that character right the guy gets toast in um in House of Cards and then spoiler the, alert. the same actor yeah spoiler alert yeah same actor shows up in the first episode of Homeland as the ambassador in season whatever that was three and he gets toast again uh, again like spoiler the, alert <laughs> yeah I know all yeah. right so if, if you mean, haven't the, watched the actor ugh, we're gonna bad for the guy yeah if gonna, you haven't watched either of those shows Homeland you need to go to or, Eternal yeah, House of Sunshine Cards. yeah of the spotless mind and get your yeah. memory erased right well, of course, we have Todd joining us. He's a uh, a newish runner. He's training uh, for the USATF 12K Championships in November. Uh, he is got high hopes to do very well there. Uh, he's got Pacers 14th Street and, and Frank DeVar putting him through the paces. He buys a lot of stuff over at Pacers 14th. We appreciate that. And uh, his his training um we wanted to get an update on he ran the uh the fourth of july race the freedom four miler and he's going to run the uh the uh, crystal city 5k this next this this saturday night uh and he did a time trial which went really well uh so fill in the gaps what i missed how's the training going there todd since the two mile time trial yeah well, I've uh, drastically cut down my time by four minutes a mile, so um, I'm <laughs> roughly right around the 450 pace, um, right. which I know is not going to get me in the top 30, but, um, you know, going quite well. Um, the second thing I'd like to say is that I'm not hoping for anything, Chris. Hope is not a strategy, okay? Okay. I'm here to win. So, so something's changed since the, the first time you were on the show. Because the first time on the show, you were you were in it to run a specific pace, which was going to be behind the leaders, right? But I don't think he knew that that specific pace would be behind the leaders. He didn't know the class of this uh-huh. field. The, the field was so good. Well, he also hadn't done, I think, a race for a while. So now that he's had a couple of races under his belt, he's he's got a taste of the victory that he wants. All right, you guys are better informed than That's, I am. I mean, I have a newfound confidence. But what I will say. That the criticism of the podcast and of Pacers in general is that you people left me out to dry on the, on the Freedom Four Mile. No one told me that there was a hill in Roswell. Okay, uh, no one told me that. If you had if you had put pieces, we 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 had clues in our podcast, and I don't know if you remember that Farley well, rides listen, his I'm bike sure up that hill. Home, right. Okay? <laughs> right. Yeah. I, well, I, I'm not the amazing Culpepper. All right. I am. I'm. I'm, a, I'm an elite runner that um, unfortunately no one told me were too it's like it's like the hill never ended frankly you know yeah and i will say that um that was hard you know well you did those those two hills so you know you did a great job man at that race that you ran 36 33 your time trial trial was 1709 uh which is about an 830 34 835 pace uh so what do we expect come Saturday night at the uh, faster flat, and this one will be flat, Crystal City 5K? Well, um, what you're going to expect uh, or, or what you're going to see is just uh, a flash of lightning. Um, I went on uh, Monday, actually, of this week. You know, it was really hot, humid day. Uh, I think the heat index was in the hundreds. Um, 
and, you know, was well hydrated, uh, made sure I brought water out on the course or on my, on my route, made sure I could, you know, restock if I needed to. Um, I'm just, you know, concerned about, uh, dehydration, but I get out there and I ran my fastest ever 5k at 2505. Okay. Wow. Nice. That's solid. So and we expect a little yeah, faster I on was Saturday. Really, really pumped. Yeah, I okay. was really excited um, and actually kind of surprised, to be honest with you, because I didn't think I was running uh, all that great. Although I did have my new Garmin Phoenix 3 watch that I bought from Pacers. Um, I bought it from the Clarendon store, although I made sure Joanna wasn't there <laughs> when I bought it. I, I, I recall that. I'm not sure why. But you, you guys just don't want to uh, meet face to face. Yeah, you know, I think. Uh, but I did see Charlie Ban on the side of the road, hanging outside the Clarendon Pacers. We had a good talk about, uh, you know, all kinds of all kinds of running stuff, and him, you know, getting getting on the podcast. So it was great. But the watches, the watch is awesome. It's well worth what you pay for it. Um, but I was really excited. So, bottom line is that the training is going. Much better than I expected. Um, the after the freedom after the freedom four miler, I said, you know, I am not going to deal and struggle up hills like that anymore. So I've been doing some hill workshop, uh, hill workouts. Frank uh, has me um, doing some hills right by Thirteenth and uh, Florida. And Joanna, you live in Columbia Heights, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm pretty sure you're familiar with that hill i don't live in columbia heights but i'm familiar with that hill <laughs> all right well if you did live in columbia heights we got a new nemesis exactly where that hill was. yeah well i know where yeah. you're talking um, about uh and how how often it's you, a brutal hill it is it, it and that's part of your workout regiment how often do you do in workouts does frank have you doing workouts so i'm running um five days a week i'm doing uh one of those days is a long run mm-hmm. the other day uh, and one of those days are hill workouts. And the goal was to start doing um, five to six hills per hill workout. So to be honest with you, after that Freedom 4-miler, I was so, you know, I just didn't want to struggle like that up a hill yeah. or any steep, you know, surface any longer. So uh, I just been going up and down the 13th hill maybe five or six times. Um, and it's and it's really it's really improved. You can You can actually feel it. Um, you, you feel, you know, Doc said in the, in one of the first couple of podcasts that you get training on those one or two days that you're either doing speed workouts or long runs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I didn't really know any different, but I can totally see what he's saying now because, um, my running is, is just so much better in just a couple of months since being on the show the first time. Well, the great thing is we can c- kind of track your progression uh, five days a week, you know, which is up from you were just a couple, uh, three days a week, I think, when you were on the show first time. Um, and we'll continue to see your, your times progress. Look forward to doing another uh, time trial, hopefully, uh, soon. And you said 2505 was kind of a tempo run time trial for a 5K, right? Is that, that you just yes. did? So hopefully you yeah, can that, better yeah, that on Saturday. Yeah, night. exactly. So better yeah, that on Saturday. Yeah, well, you know, I'd really, yeah, I'd really hope to. Um, I hear the course is, is flat and fast. At least that's what the runpacers.com website right. tells me. Yep. Um, 
So I'm but really they've, they've to sold it. you down the river before, I heard. <laughs> no, no, it is flat and fast. Well, uh, yeah. and, no one told me that there were hills. Yeah, you know, well, you fed me. You fed me to the fish on that one, right, Farley. I know I did. Well, this time, uh, this but it's a, that's a good lesson early in in the running because because you've geared your your training and you you have an extra motivation. So that's uh, very true. While, while you may feel duped in in the long run, I think they've actually helped you more. That's good. That's a good way to look at it. I could have been a lawyer, but but this uh, this race this this show will actually uh, post after that race, so uh, we'll we'll update everybody next week on how Todd does in the uh, Crystal City Five K Twilight Race Five uh, K. Uh, so Todd, you've also been very active on Twitter. We appreciate um, y- your your uh, dialogue. We mentioned with Peter Russo and with Santia. Um, you guys look like you're rallying to get a uh, Pace Nation uh, happy hour going. Yeah, you know, I mean, um, really the the idea came to me when I realized that Peter Russo's initials were PBR, and so <laughs> um, it, in a in a really stroke of genius, I decided, you know, we should get something going. Um, we should plan this. We should plan this immediately, frankly. Uh, if you know, if I have any say in it, no, I, I no, don't. I, I, no, I, I, I don't see why you don't. Yeah, I agree. If, if you guys organize a uh, uh, a happy hour, just let us know and we'll retweet it. We'll retweet it. Uh, you know, ultimately, I want to you know find a way to be able to broadcast uh, from one of our happy hours. Maybe not the first one, but let's get a couple going. <laughs> let's get uh, Chris Jedden back in town so he can attend as well. Uh, but but yeah, I think that's a great idea. So stay tuned uh, for that on uh, on Twitter. We'll get uh, Todd's, Santia, uh, and all the other uh, raving fans of, uh, of Pace the Nation. Pace the Nation fanatics, baby, coming at you. That's right. From our social media segment, we talked about a, a tweet from Kelly Grant, uh, who I, I think you're connected to on social media. Yes, I am. She is a uh, a good friend of mine. Yes. Okay. So, I I need Joanna to decipher all of my my uh, social media. Whatever, the lingo. The lingo. So I, I wasn't really sure about this uh, tweet from Kelly. If if she was uh, offended by us or or if she was just uh, having fun. I don't know if you, you, know, s- if um, you saw that, Kelly- but uh, yeah, I did. I did. I think it was a hashtag that said. Um, you mad, bro? Uh, don't be mad, bro. No, yeah, you mad, don't bro. Be mad, bro. Yeah. No, she um, didn't say bra. She said bro. Oh, okay. I'm. Uh, I'm sorry. Bra um, has bra has two two different a, spellings: uh, b r a h and b r u h. I know oh, that. Okay. All right. I got it now. Yeah. Um. Bra. Kelly is a Kelly is a good friend of mine. Um. She is an avid Pace the Nation listener, follower, avid uh, runner. Uh, we ran the Freedom Four Miler. Uh, unfortunately, she finished before me. We run together. We train together. She's just an awesome person. Uh, I'm lucky to call her a friend, and uh, she loves the Pace the Nation podcast. In fact, I get like a tweet on Monday. It says I'm 10 minutes in, and I'm already dying laughing. So uh, she is not confrontational. I'll tell you that much. I was just I just wanted to know from you if 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 uh, if I had offended her. That's all. You know, because so I'm sure you offend everyone. Yeah, I mean, good call. Add her to the list, there, Todd. Good so, call. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, geez, I mean, uh, no, she uh, she's not offended. I can tell you that much. Cool. All right, Todd. It's been more than ten minutes. Well, you know, uh, I'd I'd actually like to, now if I can donate some um, some technology to the podcast. There, it, two things: is it a tax write off because it's a, it's uh, <laughs> I'm donating? Yes. And then two, can I get more than ten minutes? Oh man, he's angling for more time. I'll be I'll be honest wow. with you. Yes, yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, take your risk with the tax write off. We don't have an ID number. <laughs> but I don't care if you go to jail. Yeah. Uh, and yes, if you donate equipment or food, we will put give you more minutes. Absolutely. Um, I mean, this is embarrassing. Oh man. Well, I think you passed the test. Well, you think, might have yeah. earned more than you. You might have earned more airtime for the next next time through. Well, you know, I feel offended because Joanna didn't even ask me a question. So, um, you know, it's okay. She, she's okay, on I'll her just, phone. I'll just go home now. Yeah. All right. Wow. No, wow. No, no, ne- 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 next time, I'm sure. Uh, we'll get you in studio next time. Uh, so good luck on the race on Saturday. We'll report next show how Todd did. Uh, that's Sandwich Todd reporting in. Todd, thanks for joining us. And then uh – you know, watch for me at uh, on on Saturday when I fly by everyone in elite status. He'll, he'll be a lightning flash. Are you? Do you know what you're going to be wearing yet? Uh, yes, I'll be wearing a gray um, Pacers 14th Street um, shirt that says "For Every Run." Afterwards, right. I'll be wearing a Max Scherzer Washington Nationals T-shirt. So watch for me. All right. Well, I don't know about the post-race cheering. Uh, but I was just thinking that if anybody sees you out on the course, yeah, you can cheer. For we him. could try to describe what you'd be wearing so that you can get some uh, extra uh, cheers. Although, if you're going as fast as you say that you're going to be going, you won't be able to hear. After, yeah, yeah the, the podcast is going to air well after the race. So I know, but maybe you can tweet it out. Oh, that's a good point. You you understand science better than I do. <laughs> that's true. Sorry about that. All right, you can follow him at Sandwich Todd. Uh, we're following his progress as he goes all the way to November to the USATF 12K Road Championships. Todd, thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show, guys. All right, buddy. We will check in again yeah. with him soon. Thank you to Todd, and we will take a quick break and be right back. All right, so that was Todd checking in. Sounds like he's doing well, guys. Hopefully... Next week, we'll report some good news on his 5K at Crystal City. We'll have to see if he benefits from the um, Pace Nation bump. That's true. The five-second bump? The five-second bump. Yeah, well, too bad it's not going to help him as much as it helped Gary. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll see. We will, uh, we will have more scientific evidence to prove whether there is the scientific bump or not next mm-hmm. week. So that'll be pretty cool. So this weekend, Todd will be one of many people at the grand opening of 14th Street. And very exciting news that we're going to be there as well. Well, Doc says you're going to be out of town in Switzerland, yeah, which is really too bad. But uh, we'll be doing a remote broadcast uh, from the grand opening of 14th Street. We have uh, a, a day of many activities scheduled, uh, prizes all, all uh, day long from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. And uh, there'll be a scavenger hunt with local businesses involved in the morning. So it uh, should be pretty cool. Joanne and I will be there, hopefully interviewing some, some of the customers and some of the runners that, are, that come by the, 
the shop and the grand opening. And then, of course, Todd mentioned it, the, uh, the 5K that night. Uh, hopefully we'll get some pictures of some of the Pace the Nation fanatics. Sounds like Todd's going to have a, uh, his brother there to take some pictures, and we'll have our photographer there as well. So uh, that should be uh, some good stuff that we can talk about next week. We'll have to make sure to tweet that out because yeah. nobody's this, – this is going to post after the event. Yeah, it'll post after the event, but we'll tweet out uh, along you – know, we'll tweet out uh, – All this info all will be on inf- Twitter. All this info will be on Twitter. So if you follow us on Twitter, this is – News that you already read. Sorry about that. But uh, we appreciate you following us at Pace the Nation on Twitter. And, Docs, you've got the the update, including uh, the very exciting tweet of the week, which I'm sure you'll get to. You know, at the latter end of all the tweets that we had this week, but yeah, we a lot of good feedback this week. A lot of good feedback, and I, I like this expression. It's from Farley, but he's he's always trying to pull the curtain back. And uh, just a reminder, we, we record on – today's Thursday. We record on Thursdays or Fridays. So tweets that come in over the weekend but before the show posts are eligible for the next week's tweets, uh, including this one from, from Eves, uh, who's at Simply Eves on Twitter. And she tweeted, at Pace the Nation, enjoying the podcast. How about some music when you go to a break? Sounds like at run pacer barely takes a breath as a break. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. I can provide more music. It's or or we can find some. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's a good idea. But just to just to uh, pull the curtain back when when we go to a break, uh, we usually pause the recording so there is some time. So so uh, at run pacer has a chance to to, get, to take a take break. A break. But, so I do. But as Joanna can can attest. He doesn't shut up. That's <laughs> yeah, true. It is true. So that's on him. It is. Uh, but it, it's a good idea, and and maybe especially when we have uh, guests and such, maybe we should have some sort of transition, uh, and we'll look into that. That's a good idea. Uh, Want to thank thanks to Julie Colley for spreading the good word. Or is it good word or is it just the word? Uh, either way, thanks to Julie Colley for. Good. I think good word works. Well, if she's yeah. spreading the good word about the show, but I'm not sure if it's, you know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. she's just spreading the word about spreading the show. Spreading the word. Yeah. All right, fine. Um, we'll, we'll let all, all the, uh, the, the critics decide how that should be. But, the trolls uh, that, have, that troll our show looking yeah, for botches. Yeah, just helping you out a little yeah. bit there. But she, did, she is spreading the word about the show, and I appreciate that. And it looks like uh, she helped... Get Glenn Fitzpatrick in the in the fold. Welcome, Glenn, to the show, and uh, thank you, Julie. Uh, Peter Russo has not given us a five star rating, but he gave us five Jersey quote sure cool guys for this week's podcast. He says, "I'm hooked, meatloaf or not," with three exclamation points. Three, wow! Mm-hmm. So five Jersey Jersey Shore cool guys and three exclamation points from Peter Russo. High praise. That's that's pretty big. I don't think I ever got five Jersey Shore cool guys for anything I did growing up. Mm. A little too high praise on the show that I wasn't on. That's fine. <laughs> fine. Thanks, Peter. Um, we had a, a request from Satya. He asked for a Todd update uh, for this week's show, which coincidentally, and for the record, we had already planned and, and arranged for Todd to be on this week's show for an update. But uh, we are excited that... Uh, Satya wanted to hear the update, and we're excited to find out that you know to show that we're 
in tune with our listeners. Yeah, we're dialed uh, in. So yeah. thanks, Santia, for all your feedback and conversation along the way. Stephen Lyko says, usually I'm a at-run Pacers doppelganger, but tonight I'm dressed like William Dox in the orange shoes. And he tweeted a picture of his orange shoes that he wore on his run, which I'm sure were fast. Because my orange shoes are fast. What's the shoe, Joanna? The Vazi Pace. Does everybody know what do- doppelganger means? Everybody at the table except for you does. Well, I, I, I know what it means now. Um, yeah, but it took from me a tweet? second. Yeah, it took yeah. me a second to... Uh, and what are those? What are those two dots above the A? Umlauts. <laughs> Umlauts. Yeah, it's it's a German. Def- definitely didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So it's a German word that we just never translated to a English word. Well, I, d- I don't think there is really like a direct translation for it. Well, why don't we just make a direct translation? Because sometimes there's some charm to these other languages. Not everything has to be in English. Yeah. All right. I mean, it just freedom fries to to me. <laughs> I just think usually I'm Farley's lookalike, but tonight I'm dressed like w- Williamy Docks in the orange shoes. Yeah, I like doppelganger better. That, but that doesn't work. But I I had a question. Let Let's dissect this tweet for a second. Why is he is he the doppelganger because you guys look like each other? Or is he doppelganger because he he also wears the long shorts? It's a long shorts thing. It's a long shorts thing. I know that irks you, but it's a long shorts thing. I just wanted to know because because he's much younger than you. So he, like, if it was like a lookalike, <laughs> I would be like, he's he's like your much younger doppelganger, or or like your or or past Farley doppelganger. He's like Ten years ago, Farley. Yeah. Well, okay. and they both have like a lot of hair. Like I feel like their hair is one of their defining. Yeah, guys features. with guys with with long hair do do kind of band together. Farley does love guys with long hair too. I do, I do, uh, you know, relate better to the guys with long hair. Sorry, Doc. Although Steve always wears <laughs> he used a to visor. Have long hair. He does wear a visor. Yeah, yeah. He 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 wears the Pacers uh, running visor frequently, which is a great look and a good way to keep hair out of his eyes. That's true. He claims. Uh, Advice that doesn't help me at all. (laughs) At CT McGee tweeted and said a picture of Face the Nation in his TV guide. And he said, just came across the second best weekly show covering events across our nation. That's pretty good. Yeah. Implying that this is the The first best. Face the Nation. Never heard of it. You didn't? No. Face the Nation is probably a play off of Face the Nation. It's a a political show. Ah, oh, I'm so disappointed. <laughs> Disenchanted. Are you going to take back Mike Cat's shoes now? <laughs> Mike, I'm disappointed that... All right. Doesn't Pace the Nation, since it's a playoff of that, doesn't that make it even more clever? Yeah, all right. That's that's fine. All right. I just thought it was an original Mike Katz, uh, uh name that he, he threw out there. Another tweet from Peter Russo. OMG, FTR, TBT. There's just so much to learn about this tweeting stuff. And the only thing I say, it's, it's shorthand to make your point in 140 characters. Yeah. But I want to make a side note to all of our young listeners out there. Please do not neglect to learn how to write properly. Twitter shorthand has no place in the business world, and you will have doors closed in your face if you write potential employers that way. Trust me. So that's our second public service announcement. Yeah, 13 episodes of nonsense and, and one episode of... Uh, substance. Substance. That's going to be our formula. <laughs> So, so if you don't like, if you don't care for that, then skip episode twenty-eight. That's right. 
It's quick math. Well done, Doc. <laughs> we have uh, Kelly Grant responding. So, so Kelly Grant wrote in before. She she tweeted at the uh, uh, Pace the Nation account, and yes. then just and then just showered uh, Run Washington with praise. We kind of we talked about the, it a bit. We we went over the line, maybe. Sorry, Kelly. Yeah. Uh, we and she so she responded to that and she said plenty of love to go around hashtag I tag who I want hashtag you mad bro and she she uh, tagged me in that as well as paste the nation so first of all she thinks that I was the only one who called her out for the record I did Joanna's the only safe one in the room yeah, it, was, it yeah. was both you and I who did you mad bro is that Joanna help me out there is that something that's a Twitter like standard question or well, statement I, I think it's not just relegated to twitter okay. it's just a phrase that people do use okay mm-hmm. i'm not a you mad bro um user. well if it's a, if it's a question directed in in our our way no we're not actually mad we were just kidding around i hope that you're also kidding around uh we appreciate having you as a listener we we appreciate your interactions uh but you can tag who you want yeah and we'll comment on your tags. That's right. Yeah, it's a good good relationship we got. We do. Thank you, Kelly. Special shout out to Nicole Holiday at Mixed Linguist, who is our one hundredth follower on Twitter. Thanks, Nicole. We were we were excited excitedly waiting to see who would be the hundredth follower, and it was Nicole. Incidentally, she's she's a, a mixed linguist. What do you think that means, Joanna? I think it means that she speaks more than one language. Do you think it means that she knows what umlauts and doppelgangers are? <laughs> I would say she probably does. Nicole, tweet us. Let us know if you know what an umlaut <laughs> or a doppelganger were it was before this show. Um, I bet she does, too. I bet she paying, does, yeah. I'm not paying a second bet to Joanna today. <laughs> yeah, but in all seriousness, which is probably an emotion that I rarely display, uh, we would like to thank all of our fans, both loyal and casual uh, and to everyone listening, everyone following, and interacting through social media. 107 followers is, is yeah, as, it's to, pretty as cool. of today. Yeah, yeah we, we enjoy doing this uh, for, for you all, and, and we hope this community continues to grow. And, you know, thank you for listening. Yep, and, and stay tuned for the, uh, the happy hour, the Pace the Nation happy hour that it sounds like Todd and Santia are going to uh, spear up. Yeah, and I think uh, our mixed linguist here, <laughs> Nicole. Uh, I don't know if she if she always picks up on this, but you're always putting more letters into Satya's name. No, I, I like am. every week. It's like it's either an R or an N or <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's unfortunately not surprising but, from you, uh, from me. Yeah, yeah. maybe uh, Nicole can come on the show and give me a lesson. Um, speaking of listeners, can I interject that my brother has just started listening to the podcast? So in like six weeks, he'll probably get to this episode, but he's all the way back at episode three. And he literally just texted me and asked if we wanted any maple water. Wow. Yes, so we he's, do. He's way back. That's 10 weeks ago or so. That's, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. I actually had a, a friend go to uh, Canada for the Women's World Cup, mm-hmm. and I asked him to bring back some maple water. I was going to try to surprise you guys with it, but you couldn't, couldn't find, find it. it anywhere. Yeah. All right. Well, so. Brother Russo, please bring Michael. Michael Russo, please bring some maple water. That that sounds awesome. And wh- you know what? While we're giving shout outs here, uh, I wanted to uh, give shout out to uh, Kate, and uh, also I don't know Kate's last name, but Brian Danza. 
uh, ran with those two this morning and told them about the show. Uh, and uh, hopefully they will become loyal listeners and maybe they won't hear this until 13 weeks later either. But uh, uh, welcome to the uh, podcast, Kate and Brian. All right, now we've pandered enough to our listeners. Yeah, all of them though. Not just them specifically, but to all of them. them. We we do appreciate it. Um, And I I nominated this for Tweet of the Week. I know we didn't really talk about this, so if if you guys disagree, oh, I think it's I think there will be no disagreement. It, I think it's from John Keevy. Follow him at, at JD Keevy. Uh, he said, "Episode thirteen can tell Farley's on a family vacation. He sounded miserable. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty funny. I think that's hilarious. That is very funny. So if if you're both in agreement, then I would say that the twenty. I'm gonna just give your way your money away yeah, on this segment. Absolutely, I would I would say that the uh, twenty pay, twenty Pacers dollars should go to John Keevy and uh, JD Keevy. Please hit us up on Twitter and let us know how to get a hold of you. Yeah, please do. Thanks, John, for uh, listening and tweeting in, and um, I'll somehow have to con- uh, I'll have to come up with a a comeback there. I didn't know what to say, but it was a pretty funny. Uh, Pretty funny comment. So, uh, yeah, you win the 20 Pacers bucks. We will give 20 Pacers bucks again away next week to our Tweet of the Week. Uh, as always, tweet us at Pace the Nation. And our five-star rating of the week on iTunes by KDaddy2000, titled Great Listen for On the Run. I don't usually listen to anything while running, but... At Jatorius DC, at Run Pacer, and at William E. Docs makes a worthy exception. So thanks for being a listener, K Daddy 2000. Uh, we appreciate that. That's your five star iTunes rating of the week. And next week we will read another five star rating of the week. So, everybody's favorite segment. It's a happy time, but a sad time, guys. I think this may be the last Clarendon construction update of this podcast ever. Yeah, of this podcast. And we are going to build I, out. I thought, I thought meant like episode 14. Oh, yeah. Well, no. Of well, I'm right. Well, that's true too. But we are going to build out January and February of next year. Uh, but uh, that is going to be the interior, the exterior. Um, Joanna will update us on but uh, I think we're getting close or maybe even done changing up here so this is this is special music for a uh, special update for a bittersweet Clarendon construction update um, hopefully I still have a job after this. Right. Um, and hopefully people still listen to the podcast after this. So you have a job in the store or on the podcast? What I mean, both. 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 <laughs> really. True. This is this is her bread and butter segment. That's true. Yep. And, uh, yeah. It's, That's true. It's kind of over. Um, so I guess what we're alluding to here is that uh, the exterior clarity construction update is finished. Um, just about, they're putting the last stones um, around the border of our store, and they'll finish today, and the construction will be completed. It really looks good. I mean, the windows look amazing. There's no longer that radius there that was a bit of an eyesore. And trapped a lot of leaves. 
Yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's beautiful. You get need to come by um, and check out the Clarendon store because it is, um, you know, looks awesome now, and I can't wait till we can do the interior uh, come January and February of next year. So the update's not done, but the, the special song was, which is okay. Well, it was a cover. It's just not that long. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know if the special song worked, but something different. Yeah. Or is the segment done? I guess the segment's done. I, the segment's done. <laughs> I mean, I said my piece. Wow, cool. So <laughs> so it sounds like uh, you're getting more foot traffic now. So the non-podcast listeners who may not have been aware that the, sh- that the store was open are, are coming in, coming through the doors. Yeah, with the new floor-to-ceiling windows, I really think it attracts people. Um, like, you know how, like, bugs and moths like to go to mm-hmm. light? It's kind of right. like the same theory, where now mm-hmm. that people can see into the store, they're curious, and they come inside. Yeah, and I got a call the other day when I was at the store, and it's, uh, and the guy said, Hey, are you guys open still? I'm looking for my shoes. I was looking for my Mizunos, but looks like you guys have been closed. I'm sure Joanna's gotten the number of those calls. Too many to count. So hopefully now those calls will uh, stop coming in now that we are obviously open with the, the beautiful windows there on the corner of Clarendon and Highland Street. So uh, that's you, great news. The bad news is, yeah, I guess the segment is no no more. Well, in January it'll start up again, right, when yeah. we have some inside construction yeah and and i'll i'll look around the neighborhood and see if somebody's remodeling <laughs> it's a sad moment here so you, can i can i peek out the kitchen project i want to talk about it on my podcast hello hey why are you closing the door it's a sad moment but uh you can let us know if if we need to continue this segment when we build out uh navy yard and that should start in in august so maybe we uh maybe we will have more to report uh but you can always tweet us at pace the nation to let us know what your thoughts are I want to thank Chris Jedden and Sandwich Todd for joining us today on the show. I want to thank you guys for listening. We're up to 107 followers, as we said earlier. So uh, please do continue to interact with the show. And uh, you can always find us uh, at Pace the Nation, also on iTunes, and now on Stitcher as well. Yeah, and let us know what you want us to talk about now that we freed up the (laughs) Clarendon update best segment that we have we, we love getting the feedback from our listeners and talk about what you guys want to talk about so all right docs joanna good show guys we'll talk uh this weekend at the 14th street grand opening and then of course next week we'll have a brand new show on of pace the nation so for joanna and docs i'm chris farley thanks for listening we'll see you next week
couch with a flip phone Just like you, like I Like fingers in your mouth Up on the sun, playing drums With a bleach bone Just like you, like me Like everybody else So Kathy doesn't like the length of the show, but right. the one show that she was involved in, she talked for like 45 minutes. That's a good call. So like she wants to control our time, but, but when she's on, it can be a long show. Is this what she's saying? Maybe she did a 45-minute run this week with her show. With her show on, yeah. Yeah, but that's a good point. I don't know what her uh, feedback on that is. No, I'm not saying that it was a 45-minute show. I'm saying that her segment was like 45 minutes. Right. So if she wanted uh, Did, this a half-hour show... This didn't come up when we were asking her questions. Right, right. That's a good point. 